Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Here on Stolen Lives, we discuss brutal and heartbreaking cases against children. Themes may include child murder, torture and sexual, domestic and child abuse. I do try my best to remain respectful for the babies in these stories and leave out unnecessary details that honestly none of us need to know to understand the frustration of why and how this ever happened. However, if you find any of these themes triggering, this podcast may not be for you. Listener discretion is advised. This week's episode is a listener suggestion. Thank you to Sybil for bringing Harmony's story to my attention. It's listeners like you that keep the podcast going. Sybil is one of the OG listeners to Stolen Lives, and I appreciate her and all of you for your support. This week's episode is a long one, so grab a glass of whatever you drink and prepare to be infuriated. The case we will talk about today, you will all know. You will all know the basics. This case gained worldwide attention and with very good reason. Cases like Harmony, they're generally lost in the shuffle. Harmony did not come from a good family. There were no sympathetic parent begging for her safe return. This is a disabled child of the system that seemingly no one cared about for two years. Not until December 31st, 2021, the Manchester Police Department held a press conference desperate for the public's help to locate a missing girl. But this just wasn't any missing girl. Harmony's story would captivate an entire world. Her awesome purple eyeglasses and cheeky smile, she really grabs your heart. Because this wasn't a little girl who had just gone missing. No one had seen Harmony in more than two years. This is Harmony's story. Harmony Montgomery was five years old when she was last seen, in October of 2019, when police and family services were called to her home. Police only now learning she's missing, more than two years later. Harmony's mother taking to social media, begging for anyone who saw Harmony or her father to call police. Investigators not confirming custodial details, but a Boston TV station is reporting tonight that they obtained records showing Harmony went from foster care to the custody of her father, who had a criminal record, seven months before she disappeared. Police clearly frustrated. So quite frankly, enough is enough. This is a seven-year-old girl. Let's find her. Harmony Renee Montgomery was born June 7, 2014, to parents Crystal Story and Adam Montgomery. I say this far too often, but little Harmony's life was brutal from the start. Her father wasn't present for her birth because he was in prison. Only five months before Harmony was born, Adam was involved in a drug deal that resulted in him shooting a man in the head. On March 5, 2014, Adam was charged with armed assault to murder. This wouldn't be the only time Adam had spent time in prison either. 
I found charges dating back to 2007 for burglary, first-degree assault and stalking. In one instance, he broke into the home of two women, threatening them with a pelt gun, holding the gun to one woman's head. He then threatened the police with the same gun. Not only that, but Crystal and Adam's two-year relationship was a haze of drug abuse. Maybe because of this, or maybe not, Harmony was born with a disability that caused blindness in her right eye. Now I say maybe not related to drug use, because my youngest son, who was only six months younger than Harmony, he was born with the same condition, but he's blind in his left eye. This condition is actually quite rare, and generally children with this condition are born blind in both eyes. Not only that, but an excess pressure behind the eyes, many children born with this condition will die at birth. But not Harmony. Harmony was a fighter from birth. Harmony would wear purple prescription eyeglasses to help with her sight. In 2016, when Harmony was two years old, Crystal would have another child, a boy named Jameson. And Jameson would become Harmony's entire world. She would dote over him and take care of him, even though she was still a baby herself. Because of Crystal's struggles, the children had no toys to play with, besides Harmony's Tickle Me Elmo doll, which she would share with her brother to comfort him. It would also be around this time that New Hampshire's Division of Children, Youth and Families, or DCYF as we'll call them in this episode, but DCYF would become involved, and they would remove the two babies and place them in foster care due to neglect. Crystal would clean up, and Harmony and Jameson would be returned to her, DCYF did provide support and resources for the young mother and her two babies, only for Crystal to succumb to her drug addiction again and the babies would be placed back into foster care. The instability of Little Harmony's situation only caused deep emotional trauma in the little girl. She never had someone to attach to and form a bond with. She developed behavioural issues, such as emotional instability and dysregulated behaviour and these conditions would only worsen each time she was removed from her placement again. As Adam was incarcerated for much of Harmony's infancy, she didn't meet her father until she was nine months old, during a supervised visit by DCYF. After that, any visits with Adam were irregular. He would only see Harmony for around 20 hours of supervised visits over four years. And while he was attentive towards her there were reports his expectations of her during the first two, three years of her life. They really didn't line up with her ability to act the way he wanted, given her age, disability and special needs. Adam's visitation with his daughter was that irregular, that by the time he was granted legal guardianship over Harmony in February 2019, he had not seen his daughter for 11 months. This decision was one that neither Crystal nor DCYF supported. Their belief was that Harmony was best suited to remain in therapeutic foster care. And therapeutic foster care families have been through the training, they have resources to care for children with significant needs like Harmony. This type of care would also allow her to maintain that close relationship she had with her little brother. However, a family court judge did not agree with Crystal and DCYF and Adam Montgomery was given full legal guardianship over his four-and-a-half-year-old daughter. And then sometime later that same year, Harmony would vanish, never to be seen again. Oh, 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 O'Reilly! 
You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. February 2019. Four-year-old Harmony Montgomery went to live with her father, Adam, stepmother, Kayla, and her two half-brothers in an apartment at 77 Guildford Street in New Hampshire. Both Adam and Kayla worked menial jobs, and it seems they were struggling financially. They were receiving food stamps, and in March 2019, Kayla would add Harmony onto her Department of Health and Human Services account, or DHHS as I'll refer to them in this episode. This equated to an extra $129 a month for the family. Now, this will become very important for the police investigation later, to put pressure on Kayla regarding what happened to Harmony. Only months after Harmony went to live with the Montgomerys, the home they were living at was foreclosed, and they would essentially become squatters, refusing to leave. The only electricity to the property came from a generator, and there was no central heating. This would result in a number of welfare checks by police and reports of domestic disturbances, including suspected animal abuse. During this time, Crystal had gone through a sober living treatment program and had gotten herself clean from drugs. It was at the discretion of Adam what kind of visitation Crystal would have with her daughter, if any. But there were FaceTime chats between Crystal and Harmony, the last of which was during Easter 2019 on August 21st. What was the last FaceTime like during Easter of 2019? Chaotic, chaotic. He kept muting it. She was just, she just looked terrified and lost. Her whole entire body language had shifted in two months of him having her. She was like, she went from being like my happy, like talkative, funny, sassy little girl to a shell. It was not long after this that Adam's family too noticed a change in the little girl and that Adam had become more erratic. Adam would block and unblock his family on social media for seemingly no reason. And they noticed he was selling most of his personal belongings on Facebook. Now it is possible Adam had started using again around this time. But I don't have any evidence of this, just my opinion. Because both Adam and Kayla's families would report that prior to this, it seemed that Adam had turned his life around and was a loving and caring father and partner. And a relapse into addiction would explain the change in his behaviour and personality. July 2019. Adam's uncle, Harmony's great-uncle Kevin, would visit the Montgomery home, and he was disturbed by what he saw. He claimed he saw Harmony with a black eye, and when he questioned Adam about it, he told his uncle Kevin that he, quote, bashed her around the house, unquote, after he left Harmony unattended with her baby half-brother while he was using the bathroom. And when he came back, he found Harmony covering the infant's mouth to stop his cries. Kevin would also report to police he was concerned Adam was abusing the now five-year-old, that he saw Adam force Harmony to stand in the corner for four hours and told her to scrub the toilet with her own toothbrush. Kevin and other family members who witnessed these and other unexplained bruises on the little girl reported their concerns to DCYF. However, DCYF never took any action in response to these reports. 
I walked in the house and Henry had a black guy like you see in a boxing match between two men. He bashed her around the apartment with his exact words. According to court documents, Kevin says he and other family members made multiple reports to New Hampshire's Division for Children, Youth and Families. And I don't know how they missed the black guy that I saw. It wouldn't be until August 7th, 2019 that DCYF would send a social worker to interview the family. This would be the first DCYF visit since Adam was granted guardianship of Harmony. It is important to note this visit was not in response to the numerous reports Adam and Kayla's families made to DCYF. It was a normal routine assessment. But this social worker would document that Harmony had a red mark on one of her eyes and a faded bruise under her eyelid. Both Adam and Harmony would tell the social worker that Harmony received this injury from her younger sibling hitting her with a toy. And this seems like a reasonable claim. Anyone with more than one young child know they can play rough and they hurt each other, sometimes on accident and sometimes deliberately. October 1st, 2019 would mark the last time anyone outside the family would see Harmony. On their report from this assessment, the same social worker documented Harmony appeared happy and healthy and that there were no safeguarding concerns. However, due to the unstable living environment, the family were at high risk for future welfare concerns. Despite that, no further follow-ups were made with Adam for support or to connect him with community services. However, there may be one more sighting of Harmony, but this one is debated. Some believe the October 1st sighting was the last, which I tend to side with. But this one is what the police determined to be the last official sighting anyway. October 17, 2019. Adam's uncle Kevin would request a police escort to retrieve some belongings from their home. In this report, police would note the property was filled with trash and not habitable to live in due to the condition and lack of electricity. The police report would also mention three children present, two boys and one girl. Kevin would later confirm these children would have had to have been Kayla and Adam's baby boys and Harmony. November 27, 2019, the day after Thanksgiving. After the Montgomerys received notice the US Marshal would be forcibly removing them, they finally agreed to leave the squalor property for good. By this point, Adam had completely cut off any communication with his family, leaving it all on Kayla to reach out to her mother, Christina Lubin, for somewhere for the family to stay, only to be told no, that her lease wouldn't allow it. This left Adam and a seven-month pregnant Kayla homeless with three children under five. They lived between two cars on the streets of Manchester. However, what this contact from Kayla to her mother may provide is another sighting of Harmony. Christina is adamant she saw Harmony on this day, that she is definite because this would be the first and last time she ever saw the little girl, that she claimed Harmony was, quote, looking clean, didn't have any bruises, was extremely polite, very cute, it was very brief, unquote. What happened to Harmony after this point would not be clear for almost four years. And that's if we deem it clear now, it's still murky in my opinion. But if Christina is correct with the timing of this sighting, after this, it seems as if Harmony vanished into thin air. And when Christina saw the family next, December 9th, 2019, Harmony would be gone. 
Now, there have been so many inconsistencies with Adam and Kayla's stories, right from the get-go. To start, Kayla's original story was that the last time she saw Harmony was sometime late November or early December of 2019. That in the morning before she left for her job at Dunkin' Donuts, Adam told her he was driving Harmony back to Crystal. That he was giving Harmony back to her mother, and that's where she was going to live from now on. Kayla never questioned this. And that after this, she never saw Harmony again, and they never spoke of Harmony again. In fact, no one spoke of Harmony again. Not until December 31st, 2021, when police would hold a press conference asking the public for help, finding a now seven-year-old girl missing for two years. Two days before the press conference that brought Harmony's sweet little face into the hearts of a nation, Noah World, Harmony's disappearance was massive news here in Australia too. And who would not want to immediately help? It seems that everyone let her down, that she never got a chance. Why did no one notice this child was missing for that long? The thing is, they did. Crystal did. But her pleads to the police and DCYF went unanswered. Not only Crystal, but Harmony's brother Jameson, his adoptive parents, Blair and Jonathan Miller, also tried. They were worried about the little girl, and from Crystal, they knew that Adam was struggling, missing his big sister, wanting her back. The Millers would even take Jameson shopping every Christmas to buy Harmony a Christmas present which they would send on. It's not clear if they ever made it to Harmony, however. But the Millers wanted to adopt Harmony too, so she could grow up with her brother, but all their pleads were ignored. It wouldn't be until November 2019, when Crystal sent an email to the Mayor of Manchester with a subject line, My daughter is missing and in danger, and DCF won't help. In this email, Crystal outlined that she couldn't find her daughter, who was supposed to be in the custody of her father. Despite a number of red flags, DCYF would not help her. Crystal would end her email, quote, Please, I'm begging for help in finding my daughter, before she ends up like that little boy who just passed away due to neglect through the department. Unquote. And that her next step was to go to the media, which she had an in with. Jameson's foster mother, Blair Miller, was a well-respected news anchor, and she was prepared to launch a whole campaign on social media on behalf of Crystal. The little boy Crystal was referring to in her email was five-year-old New Hampshire boy Elijah Lewis. Elijah was murdered by his mother and her boyfriend, and he was found in November of 2019. His body being found nine days after DCF reported him missing, buried in the woods. His cause of death was due to violence, neglect, and acute fentanyl intoxication. Elijah's death had caused public outrage at the child welfare system's tracking of young children. Now, while the response Crystal received from the mayor's office was generic, what she didn't know was that she finally found someone who was willing to listen. And maybe it was the mention of Elijah Lewis, or maybe it was the threats to go to the media already out for blood for answers of why DCF were not doing their jobs protecting these babies, regardless what it was. Someone from the mayor's office forwarded Crystal's email to the Manchester Police Department. The police contacted Manchester DCYF to report their concerns for Harmony's well-being. That Adam had sole custody of this little girl, but her mother was unable to reach them for six months. DCYF launched their own investigation, 
and when Adam wasn't at any of the addresses they had for him on their files, on December 27, 2021, they went back to the Manchester police. And this is what finally resulted in them opening an official investigation into Harmony's disappearance. A be on the lookout was sent to the entire police department with Adam's description. And that very day, police officers began interviewing Adam and Kayla's family members. It soon became clear this wasn't just a custody dispute here. That no one could report seeing Harmony in over two years. Now, as we know in any missing persons investigation, those initial hours and days are critical in finding the child alive. These opportunities in Harmony's case were lost forever. Police were so far behind in finding out what happened to Harmony. And this is what pushed them to hold that press conference asking for the public's help on December 31st, 2021. Quote, The circumstances surrounding this prolonged abuse is very concerning and are being thoroughly investigated. Unquote. And just three days later, on January 3rd, 2022, a 24-hour tip hotline was set up for people to leave information regarding Harmony's disappearance. Nobody's seen this young girl since late of October 2019. That's why I'm here today, because we need assistance, we need help. That is kind of why I wanted to do this, all right, to bring the focus to this little girl right here. I'm imploring, I'm asking, um, even I'll go as far as I'm begging the community, all right? I don't care if you saw this young girl a year ago and you think it's irrelevant. Call us and let's chase down every, every possible avenue with the hopes of uh, finding harmony. This push was all Crystal needed and she would take to social media quite aggressively. She never believed Adam would do anything to harm their daughter and simply thought Adam was keeping harmony from her and that her little girl was likely just fine. Speaking to Harmony directly, quote, Hi, baby. If you can see and hear me, I want you to know that I never stopped looking for you, and I won't stop fighting until I find you, okay? You stay strong, and Mummy's right here fighting for you. I love you. Unquote. Crystal also made some public Facebook posts, pleading for help and tips regarding her daughter, but her posts and her Facebook account in general were attacked by people passing judgment on her, blaming her, threatening her, attacking her, just being all-round horrible internet assholes. Crystal has since taken down all the posts and made her Facebook page private. The police also turned their attention to Crystal. Adam and Kayla's families were adamant that was where Harmony was, so police needed to thoroughly investigate if there was any truth behind it. Crystal took a polygraph, stating that Adam never even contacted her, let alone bringing Harmony to her home. As part of their investigation, police spoke to Crystal's boyfriend, who backed up her story, that he'd been living with her for almost three years, and in that time, Harmony never came to stay with them, that he never even met the little girl. December 31st, 2021 the police were finally able to locate Adam. By then, he had split with Kayla, and police found him and his new girlfriend, Kelsey Small, sleeping in their car in Harville Street in Manchester. Three of the lead detectives on the case showed up to ask him and Kelsey about Harmony. Kelsey claimed that the two had been involved for a year, and while she was aware that he had three children with Kayla and another to a relationship before that, she claimed that Adam never spoke about Harmony, and she had no information about where she might be. As for Adam's version of events, 
He told them Harmony was fine and that he'd seen her recently. But when pressed for more information, he quickly changed his story. Actually, he hadn't seen Harmony since Crystal picked her up sometime around Thanksgiving of 2019. Throughout the questioning, Adam would stop multiple times, stating, quote, I have nothing else to say, unquote. Very telling, according to the police report, that Adam would express no emotion or reaction when they told him that they had no idea where Harmony was, that they were concerned about whether or not she was even still alive. Adam just stuck to his story, that Harmony was living with her mother and repeated, quote, I have nothing else to say, unquote. After this, he refused any further questions and wouldn't give police any more information, simply stating, quote, If I'm not under arrest, I'm leaving, unquote. Five days later, police would do exactly that. On January 4th, 2022, they arrested Adam Montgomery. On one charge of felony second-degree assault pertaining to the incident resulting in Harmony's black eye in 2019 one misdemeanor charge of interference with custody, and two misdemeanor charges of endangering the welfare of a child, both pertaining to his daughter's disappearance. There were grave concerns for Harmony's welfare. Remember, he initially told Kayla that he'd driven to Massachusetts to drop Harmony off with her mother. But now, now he was contradicting his story, telling police that it was Crystal who had picked Harmony up from him. There were also concerns that he was a risk of fleeing the area, that if he ran, they may never find him and then never find Harmony. He was held without bail. We might be able to work on that if you... We're just trying to sound this. Is that what you're recorded? You all right with that? Nope. Okay. We'll do our best to try to get you a cigarette. Yeah, we have... Uh, we got cigarettes somewhere, so try to work on that, okay? Uh, before we have any, any conversations, I'm just going to have you read something, Okay. Um, before we go forward, can we get a cigarette in here? So, there's uh, a sensor in there. So I'll work on getting you a cigarette at some point. I can't. I can't promise you one right now, just because the room we're in. If this starts going off, I don't want to. But it's the building. You know what I mean? It's like they're gonna go off. That thing will. Yeah. The sprinkler. So. Uh, but at some point, we'll work on getting you. I know we have cigarettes in here. I know where they are. Okay? You hear what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. Uh, do you need a water? I don't need nothing. You good? Okay. Are you okay? No, I'm not okay. Okay. What's on okay? Okay. Um, so I'm just going to ask you some basic questions. You said you can read and write English, correct? Yeah. All right. Can you just state your full name for me? Adam Montgomery. And Adam, what's your birthday? 12290. And what address are you using to uh, call? I'm using any. Okay. What phone number are you using? I don't have one. Okay. Uh, what was the highest level of education? GED. Okay. Where'd you graduate high school from? I, I did. I got a GED. No, but I know. But like, where'd you get well, that? I was in Cosworth. Okay. Um, right now, are you under the influence of any drugs or alcohol? No. Okay. Do you have any traumatic brain injuries or anything like that? Anything that prohibits you from recalling any memories or anything like that? Not that I know of. Alright. All right. So we've met before, right? We met the other day. I know you've had a long time down here. You've kind of been a roller coaster. I'm going to apologize for what happened out there. That's not how I do business, okay? That had nothing to do with me. Those are guys that like to play G.I. Joe, alright? 
if it had been up to me and I could have gotten a hold of you some way, I would have, I would have reached out to you. Cause, but you don't have a phone, right? You guys could have just told my wife you wanted me to come in. But aren't you not supposed to be talking to your wife? No, that's bullshit. It's not. You're not supposed to. No, I can't be. Thank you. Look at that. I guess they're gonna let you smoke a cigarette. Here. They must have talked to somebody. So I don't know why I would say I can't talk to my wife because that's bullshit. Maybe it's some old paperwork that somebody saw. Yeah, from last year, but it it was over and done with after I got out of jail. So that's all clear. DCYF said it was cleared up. The police said it was cleared up. Everybody said it was clear. They said that there was no no contact order between me and her. Okay, and that's Kayla we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you know what? If that if that's the case, then that's my fault for maybe not checking a little bit further into it. So I apologize for that. Again, I apologize for the way things went down out there. Like I said, I'm not part of the SWAT team. I don't do that stuff. If I had had a good number for you, I would have just called you in. But I don't have a you don't have a phone. You said right. Okay. So I apologize for that. I do appreciate you being cooperative with me. You've never given me a hard time. I know we've only met a few times, so thank you for that. Let's talk about why we're here to talk. Tell me what you want to say. Tell me what you know. I don't know nothing. Well, what was our conversation about the other day? You said you had a couple questions you wanted to ask me. Yeah, ask me the questions. Well, what was our conversation about the other day? Remember we met, I mean, you remember that it was only, what, a few days ago, right? We had a lot of uh, worried people and scared people right now in the community. I know you're worried about the well-being of your daughter. And I kind of want to get ahead of this because I don't want you to be painted as a monster. Well, that's what you guys are already doing. I am? No, no, no. Oh, yeah, you are. Can you explain that? That's what you guys are already trying to do, man. Explain to me how I'm trying to make you or whoever is trying to make you out to be a monster. Who's telling you that stuff? Is there there somebody from that I work with that told you that? Somebody you're close with that they told you that? No. All right. But you understand this whole thing is getting a little out of hand, would you agree? Of course. But so that's no, why... No, it's just the way you guys are going about it. Who? And again, yeah, I, I don't mean... Not you specifically, but right. yeah. Nobody comes out there like that for a second-degree assault charge. Nobody. Been arrested for worse charges, they don't come out and throw fucking flashbangs at my girlfriend's car and ram us into the fucking guardrail. They don't do that. For a second-degree assault charge. Again... You understand what the charges are, right? Secondary assault, right? Yep. Okay. There's also an endangering the welfare charge. Okay. And uh, interference with custody. Hmm. Okay, so... So how did I interfere with custody? So that paperwork that we served you the other day, remember that? Okay. When they were in the alleyway, remember outside of on Lake Gap? Yeah. There's paperwork that you have to comply with. You understand that, right? Okay. We had that conversation, did we not? Right? So that's that's what that's all about. Like so, secondary assault charge, what is this re- referring to? Well, that's what we want to talk to you about. Well, explain to me what if I'm being charged with it, what the hell am I being charged with it for? 
well, your daughter had some injuries that, that you know about when you lived on Guilford Street. No, I do not. What are you referring to? Well, you were there, I wasn't, right? Well, what are you referring to? I'm referring to her having some good marks. What are you referring to? Marks that were left on her by you. Absolutely not. I have nothing else to say. Like, I'm, we talked about how, you, how we were worried about your daughter the other day, right? Okay. You remember that conversation? I remember that conversation, but right off the rip, but the way you're approaching the conversation, you guys are completely out of line, so. Me? Yeah. Do I, in, in the time that you've known me, which well, what is. What you just said to me, you guys are completely out of line. Okay, but to, so explain to me, how are we I out of line? I have nothing to explain. Okay, but wouldn't you rather explain it so you, we can make sense of it than just have other people's side of the story? Like, you want to defend yourself and, like, this picture people are painting of you? Now's your chance, man. Defend Whose side of the story? Who's, who, who's telling you these things? People that were close to you. Obviously not. Well, maybe at the time, maybe not anymore. Yeah. I mean, you saw that reward on the news, right? No, I did not. Do you know that... The reward is about $40,000 to find where your daughter is right now. Okay. When when you start throwing money around like that, people come out of the woodwork that you would never expect to do. Okay. So, like I said, when I talked to you a few days ago... Can I have another cigarette? Sure. I kind of told you this thing was going to get a lot bigger. That's not a rough right. And we wanted to get ahead of it. But you're sitting there telling me that right off the rip that there was something wrong with my daughter because of me. No, that's bullshit. Okay. So if your daughter had marks on her at, at some point when you lived over there, as how well. would you explain those? How would she get those marks? Well, I would love to know when that marks were there because DCYF came to my house multiple times. Okay. And we know. We know that they came there. Right. And and close the case. Okay. Do we know that DCYF is the uh, flagship agency in, in the country? No, but if there was significant marks like you're referring to, I believe they would have flagged something at that point and they would have said something. They would have came there and seen that the kids were well taken care of. All the kids loved being at the house with me. So let me tell you about what second degree assault is. There's Because there's a lot that encompasses that charge. Basically, if there's a mark on a kid that's under a certain age, it constitutes second degree assault. Although it is a felony, which sounds extremely intimidating, it doesn't mean that somebody got their head bashed in or they got cut up or whatever. So although it sounds pretty intimidating, the charge, I understand that. What we're talking about doesn't mean that it's the craziest crime that's ever been committed. Do you understand what I mean? Okay. So somebody could have a bruise or a really bad welt on them, and that would constitute second-degree assault for a kid under a specific age. So that's why that charge is there. So nobody is saying that 
you took like a baseball bat or like stabbed your kid, like I'm just gonna put that out there, that is not what anybody's saying about you. Mm-hmm. So I know you're concerned with when I say second degree assault, but it sounds a lot worse than I think you're thinking it is. Is that, is, are we kind of on the same page? Yeah, but for you to sit there and say that, it was inflicted because of me. We're just going on what we hear. We're, you're, not, you're not telling us how so we're going on what we have. But I, I don't even know what you're referring to. What are you referring to? Your daughter had a mark on her face that people, multiple people, have told us was inflicted by you. Multiple people that weren't even living with us at the time. Well, there was enough people that had spoken about it. Yeah. People share knowledge of what they know. So so somebody, you telling him, and then he tells you, and then he tells you, so something that just no, gets passed down a line. It's, it's, yeah, we're not talking, I'm not talking about like a, a game of telephone here. I'm saying that people say a story and then the details kind of fill themselves in, like corroborate. Do you know what the word corroborate means? Of course I do. Okay. You're a smart guy. I'm not trying to insult your intelligence. But when people kind of fill in the blanks, that's what I mean by like we're corroborating that story. But this is your time to tell me, kind of explain that. You know, if you're saying this was a mistake, or this was an I don't even know what you're referring to. Like, that's what I'm trying to get at, is I don't even know what you're referring to. I'm saying she had a mark on her face. I mean, I don't even know what you're referring to. You don't recall your daughter ever having a mark on her face? The reason DCYF came out to visit you guys, you don't recall that? Why did DCYF come out and start visiting you guys? What was the allegation? If I remember correctly, it was because of, um, I believe at the time, I could be wrong. I, I believe it had something to do with my uncle saying I was using drugs, and I wasn't. Now, who's your uncle so we are clear? Kevin. Okay. And Kevin's last name? Montgomery. Now, he lived there with you? He lived there with me. Right around the time when I was first going back to get custody from my daughter. Okay. And then he left in April, May, something. March, something, something around that time. And just so I have it right, because I don't want to guess or con- or like get confused, what house are we talking about? Guilford Street. All right, and what was the number there again? I'm not 100%. Okay. Uh, do you remember what, what call the house was at least? Beige, maybe. Okay. Um, and whose house was that originally? My grandmother's. All right. And grandma is who? Kevin's mother. Kevin's mother. My Kevin. dad's mother. Okay. So was it the Montgomery group living over on Guilford Street? Yeah, and they all, they all moved out. My grandmother moved out in like January with my little brother, and they all moved down to Florida, and then Kevin went a couple months later. And so grandma, uncle Kevin, you said little brother, and, and who's he? My father's son, Michael. So M- Michael, that, that's what I meant. Like, what's his first name? Yeah, and um, his girlfriend. And his girlfriend, and is he still with that same girl now? I have no idea. Oh, so you don't talk to Michael anymore? No. Okay. What was that girl's name at the time? Because maybe she can help us to say that, like, this is... Kayla, I believe. So Michael's girlfriend name was Kayla at the yeah. time? 
And you dated a Kayla at the time. Yeah. So it kind of got confusing in the house if somebody was yelling for Kayla. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> what was Kayla? Kayla, you were with at the time, was... My wife. Okay. Montgomery. And then Kayla, he was with, is... I have no... No idea no who idea. she was. Okay. So there was Grandma and Kevin. They moved out and when? Grandma moved out and, like... Uh, I'm just trying to think of people I'm, we can talk to. I'm, I'm like, trying to like, figure it out. Right I'm trying to figure it out to go back. Like I think, um, I think we moved over. Thank you. I think we moved over there. I think we moved over there in like, I don't know, October, September, somewhere around then. And what year is that? Uh, 2018. Okay. And at the time, I was I was going for custody for my daughter for at least a year already at that point. And uh, Crystal was showing no interest of going to get our daughter back. So finally, in like uh, I don't know, December, January, February, something along those lines. Courts called me, told me I could come pick her up and bring her home, brought her home, and then I don't know. It was I think the month before my grandmother left with my brother and his girlfriend, and then the month after I want to say Kevin left. So then, who was left living at the house? Me, Kayla, and the kids. In uh, that time period, I don't know which kids were born yet and who was. Um, it was Declan and Seamus. Okay, and then... And then Omni moved in with us. Okay. Um, so what time did DCYF get involved with you guys? Like, were they over there often, or was it just like a certain period of time? Or They were there every single day. The police showed up every single day. Why saying did, they, why did, they, why were they Because... Oh... That's what it was. That, that's what it was due. That's what it was due to. So, Kevin moved out because between me and my wife and Kevin, we were supposed to like pay the bills, keep the heat on, the gas, yeah, yeah. whatever. Well, Kevin was supposed to pay the electric bill. He didn't pay the electric bill. Me and my wife, I picked my wife from work and showed up at home. They were shutting the electricity off. So. Me and Kevin got into an argument about um, not paying the bill, yeah. and he took his shit and moved out. And then so the next day, DCY or two days later, something like that. I don't know. DCYF showed up, and the police showed up because they said that we were unfit to have the children at the house because there was no electricity in the house. Okay. But we had a generator running, we had the fridge hooked up to it, there was food in the fridge, everything was fine. The police showed up, seeing that the kids was fine, there was nothing wrong with them. The DCYF showed up and they and they left. And was that like summer, fall, like when was that? I I wanna say maybe spring going into summer maybe. Oh, okay, so like uh, you guys hadn't been there for too too long then. Six months or so. Okay. Um, and 
how did it end up that you guys got kicked out of there? All right, so it was my grandmother's house. Right. They didn't pay the mortgage or whatever. They, they moved to Florida, so the mortgage payments weren't being paid. And the, I don't know, right around Thanksgiving sometimes, the sheriffs came and threw us out. And then, and then me, Hominy, and Declan, Seamus, and Kayla left. And, and where the heck did you guys go from there? We were in our car. Oh, so you, had, so you lived in your car at that time? For a couple of days. Okay. And then... What, did you have like a van or something like that back then at least? Mm-hmm. To, what were you driving back then? Uh, Chrysler of some kind, I forget. Oh, so it was just like a sedan? A sedan, yeah. Okay, so you're living in the, in the car. The, so you, Kayla, and the three kids were living in the car for a few days, and then how, how'd you get up out of that situation? Like, who, who took you in, or where'd you guys end up? We ended up in her mom's house, Kayla's mom's house. Okay, and, and what's her, her name? Chris. Chris, how, how she, well, I mean, she must be okay. She willing to take you guys in. Yeah, all right. They're like, all right, I, 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 you know what, man? Like, I don't even want to talk anymore. Like, this is just beating around the bush, man. It just seems a little too silly to me. Well, I'm trying to figure out who can substantiate your claims that there's, like, you're not this, like, monster of a person that either DCYF made you out to be or your, your family who you didn't get along with or whoever. So that's why I'm trying to, like, let you kind of speak your piece about yeah, all that shit, you know what I mean? No, I, I get what you're saying. I, I just got nothing else to say, man. <clears throat> and, like... Oh yeah, and you and 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 like I just don't want to sit there and like uh, can I smoke another butt? Sure, sure. I uh, I'll be honest. I don't smoke cigarettes. Get yeah. a little lightheaded myself. <laughs> <laughs> I just know I have to smoke butts for a minute. That's all good. I um, but yeah, no, you are. But to sit there, man, and, and, and sit there and tell me you yourself, too, like, this is why I feel like it's just all bullshit. This is just a game. I know it is. I'm not stupid. You're fucking... We're just trying to give you the opportunity to explain yeah. yourself. You're just sitting there yeah. telling me not to make myself, not to make me out to look like some monster. Well, no, I told my girlfriend the other day that she should get the fuck away from me, that I don't, you don't even know who I am and what my past is like and all types of crazy shit, like, but sit there and look me in my face. I, I, Adam, I think... Are you talking about Kelsey? Yeah. Okay. I think Kelsey might be exaggerating a little bit. Right. I don't know her to exaggerate like that. It wasn't us talking to Kelsey either. Oh, there was other other people talking to her, just so you know. She she told me, she gave me your card and said this was the guy that said it. Okay. Well, I'm telling you that I didn't say that. But if you want to believe her, that's fine. I mean, she never had no reason to lie to me. So I don't know what she would lie about at that point. She also told me she had no idea that you had a daughter, so I guess we could say the same thing about you telling her that. Right, well... Right? She knew I had a daughter. I mean, I have one with Kayla, so she knew I had a daughter. She didn't know about Harmony. Uh, she, knew I had, she knew I had other kids. She she told me she had no idea that you ever like lived with her and that you like barely knew her. I don't know if that if she was lying to me, because for whatever... I, I have no idea. I don't know her. I know you better than her, so that's what I'm saying. 
So Christina takes you guys in, and, and she's doing all right, and then would you guys move over to Union Street after that? Is that when you guys get that spot? Nope, we go to the shelter. And that that's the one on... Like, yeah. Okay. Who's we? Who went to the shelter? They allowed you to go as a family to the shelter? Mm. See, I thought they didn't like guys there for some reason. They always like guys there. They didn't let me in there this time for no reason. Their reason was bullshit, because I would have been there with Kayla again. So back then, they let you in there. Yeah, yeah. And it was all of you guys, like, it was the, the, the five. five of you, they let you guys stay there? No, no, no. All right, so yeah, you guys are just... I'm trying uh, to understand. I don't know your timeline of life, man. You're there. I'm, I'm not. That's why I'm trying to ask you these questions to, look, to I already, clarify them. I already told you the other day what transpired. So we were, we didn't, all didn't even go to our mother's house. Okay. Who didn't go to her mother's Harmony house? Harmony was all... Okay, so Harmony didn't go to Chris's house. So explain to me how she didn't end up going to Chris's house. I've already explained this to you. Okay. Well, there's some discrepancies between what you're telling us and what other people are telling us. You're saying you brought her down to Mass, that somebody said she came up from Mass. I never once said I brought her down to Mass. What did you say? She came up here to get her? I never once said... I was audio video recording the other day. I never once said I went down to Mass. So you're saying that she came up from Mass? I'm not saying anything else. Why is it that you refuse to talk about her every time we bring her up? Because you guys are just sitting here beating a fucking a bush. It's over and over. You guys asked me what happened the other day. I told you what happened. You wouldn't, tell, you guys you wouldn't tell us the other day. You, said you guys talked to me the other day. I explained to him what happened the other day. And now, can it I? Was, it was just, it was just a charade. Yep. No, don't worry about it. Not under arrest. And I'll come up with some you, fucking bullshit. You didn't arrest you. No, the other day. No, but then you had a fucking SWAT team roll up on me, and 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 and, and the fucking detects follow me around for the last three days. Yeah, the people are coming out of the woodwork. That's what we're trying to tell you. Like, we don't want you to be painted as a monster. We want you to maybe explain yourself a little bit and give us some side of your story. We have nothing. We have just what we're hearing from people. 40,000 bucks to drag a lot of people out, whether you believe you're your friends or not. No, I bet it's a lot of money. Yeah, I know it is. Absolutely so it is. It's, we're trying to get, now's your time. Like it, you, you keep locking up on us. You don't want to tell us anything about her. No, I got nothing else to say. I think you care about all my kids. Right. But the one I care the most about is your daughter, Harmony. And there's, we have people around the clock calling into us giving us tips from all over the country because they care too to try to find where she is. My only goal, which I told you the other day, is to make sure that she's safe. I don't want you to get tied into something if you didn't do anything wrong. My job is not to jam somebody up for something that they didn't do wrong. And if you can tell me that you didn't do anything wrong, then I want to believe you because, dude, I've met you now a few times. I helped you out when you were at the hospital when you were having a fucking meltdown. You told me about your kids. I sat there and I talked to you. Dude, I could have fucking tased you right there and I didn't do that because I saw deep down inside that you were hurting and that I wanted to help you. Right now, all I'm trying to do is help your daughter. I want to bring her home and I can't do that without your help. Dude, I can't do that without your help. Uh, help, hey, can you look at me? Help me.
please. All that's all I'm asking for. I can't sleep until I know that she's okay. And I know that you know where she is or what happened to her, but I can't do it without your help. And if you don't want to look like this fucking animal, because I don't think you are. Not that I don't think you are, I know you aren't. But I can only do so much for you, man. I know. I'm, I'm begging you to help me. Because I'm, as much as you're hurting inside, I'm also hurting inside. And I don't know how you can sleep at night because I'm sure it's eating the shit out of you. Am I wrong? No. No, I'm just eating me and pies. I know I'm not fucking seeing my wife. I'm not seeing my kids. You guys are right. just playing games. Like, this is just... Dude, but I'm not trying... I'm not trying to play games again. Okay. Like, telling you, telling my wife and kids that I'm not allowed to see my wife and kids. Like, but dude, that was a mistake from some court paperwork that hadn't been updated. So like I said, I apologize for that. But it was updated. DCYF told them. No, no, no. This was some like DB paperwork I'm talking about. But I'm talking about DCYF already told us multiple times that there was no, no contact order. Maybe okay. through DCYF. But it could have been through DCYF. Yeah. So let's, dude, let's fucking forget about it. Right, you've just, seen your, you've seen your kid, you've seen your wife and kids over the last how many days, right? I so haven't seen them in the last two. I haven't seen my kids in the last two days, three days. Okay. You're always going to be their father, Declan, Seamus, and then Sierra, right? Sierra. Kiera. And then there's Harmony. I got nothing else to say. That's it. That's it, guys. I got hey, else to say. can you make me a promise? Like, man to man? Can you tell me that she's alive? <laughs> You're gonna play the same word games that you played with me the other no, day. No, it's not word games. I got not because we care, man. We want to know. This, this isn't nothing. gonna. This right. isn't gonna go anywhere. Like this isn't gonna stop. So no, you know, no, it's not. So, no, so either I, get on the bus now or get run over. I got nothing else to say. Why is it you have so much trouble talking about harmony? Because I just got. I got nothing else to say. I want a lawyer with me. I'm going to leave this copy of this um, ex parte or um, it's a petition from DCYF. You can read it later sometime. I'll put it in your property. It's basically the same thing you got the other day. It's just a little more detailed that we handed you. Um, it does say that you're ordered to uh, help us locate how many of you tell us you're not going to do that? I'm just telling you guys I want a lawyer. It is 9.25. The more police investigated this case, the more questions they had without answers. So they thought they would look at the last known residents of Harmony Montgomery. January 4th, 2022. Officers from the Manchester Police, the FBI, U.S. Marshals and the State Attorney's Office started to the first of many searches of 77 Guildford Street. By now, the house had new owners who were living there. 
but thankfully they were willing to work with the police, allowing them to do a thorough search of the home and whatever else was needed to locate Harmony. For four whole days, law enforcement searched the house, using ground-penetrating radar equipment to detect and map out search areas. They even set up a system to thaw out and search the backyard, digging up any areas of interest. But nothing was found. Another dead end. The only other lead they had was Adam's then-wife, Kayla Montgomery. When police initially made contact with her on December 30th, 2021, she was no longer with Adam and she hadn't seen or spoken with him for six months. Which is interesting, considering Kelsey said her and Adam had been together for a year, but I digress. But Kayla said her and Adam separated on March 21st, 2021, due to domestic violence. When police asked her about Harmony, she repeated the same story she told her mother two years earlier. That just after Thanksgiving 2019, Adam had drove to Massachusetts with Harmony to relinquish custody of a little girl to Crystal. And after that day, she never saw Harmony again, and Adam never spoke of her. But where police had Kayla, they had leverage. Because despite Harmony allegedly going to live with her mother in late November 2019, Kayla continued to claim for Harmony on her food stamps, $129 per month, until June 2021. When investigators questioned her on this, she acknowledged receiving the benefits for 18 months, and that she tried to remove Harmony from the account but was unsuccessful. But this wasn't true either. Because according to Kayla's DHHS file, she had a reassessment interview in January 2021 where, on a signed document, she stated she still had custody of Harmony and that she only stayed with her biological mother on weekends. It wouldn't be until June 2021, five months later, that Kayla would contact DHHS to tell them that Harmony was now living with Crystal and Harmony was removed from Kayla's benefits. These discrepancies were enough for police to arrest Kayla Montgomery on January 6, 2022 and charge her with felony welfare fraud, alleging that Kayla obtained more than $1,500 in food stamp benefits. However, this charge would later be dropped and replaced with a felony theft charge. Sadly, on March 22, 2022, Adam's new girlfriend, Kelsey Small, was found dead in a hotel room in Manchester due to an accidental drug overdose. Police have said they do not believe Kelsey's death is suspicious. She was never considered a person of interest in Harmony's disappearance. The night of the arrests, a candlelight vigil was held in hopes that Harmony would be found alive and safe. Crystal spoke afterwards, her pain palpable, quote, We are going to be on this every single day. Since he got custody of her, I've been fighting against the department to get her. I never gave up. I've tried to get better for my kids. They need me and I'm not going to stop. Unquote. A reward being announced at the vigil of $144,000 for any information leading the investigators discovering what happened to Harmony. May 2022, Manchester Police Chief Aldenberg announced that Adam and Kayla were both indicted by a grand jury in relation to Harmony's presumed murder. A grand jury proceeding in which Kayla testified, she admitted to lying to them about her work hours and where she was on the day that Harmony went missing. Kayla would be found guilty of perjury and sentenced to three and a half to seven years in prison. 
This sentence was suspended under a deal that Kayla testifies against her ex-husband. And according to investigators, Kayla had a lot to say. Kayla told police that Adam had in fact murdered his daughter. And not only that, but he allegedly encouraged her to help cover up his crime. Kayla told police that Adam encouraged her multiple times to lie to police about where Harmony was. He gave Kayla the backstory and everything, telling her that as long as she stuck to that story, that everything was going to be okay. According to Kayla, Adam murdered his daughter on December 7th, 2019, that the family were homeless at the time and living in their cars. Kayla alleged that Harmony would have accidents in the car, and this would enrage Adam, and he would punch Harmony in the face and head with closed fists. But on this particular day, December 7th, 2019, the car broke down, and Adam decided to take his frustrations about this out on his five-year-old daughter. He would punch Harmony three or four times in the face and head with a closed fist. He would tell Kayla that after the final blow, he felt something or heard something, and that he really hurt her this time. Harmony would lose consciousness, and was moaning for about five minutes before she stopped. Kayla and Adam didn't do anything. She didn't stop him and they didn't get Harmony any medical attention. They went to a friend's apartment to use heroin and fentanyl. They were there for 20 minutes and during this time, no one checked on Harmony. After this, they went back to the car and realised Harmony was not breathing and that she was deceased. At no point did Kayla nor Adam attempt resuscitation. Adam went to the trunk of the car he removed clothing from a black and red Under Armour duffel bag and placed lifeless Harmony inside. They left Harmony there in the trunk for two or three days, with sometimes Adam placing the bag in the snow to, according to Adam, slow down the decomposition process. For several months, Adam would change the locations where he would hide the duffel bag, usually in the loft of their new apartment. The duffel bag would be placed inside two garbage bags, after decomposition caused some liquefaction and started to smell. Adam would allegedly later transfer Harmony's remains into a maternity bag that Kayla said was too small to fit Harmony into. There has been some suggestion in the affidavit that possibly Adam dismembered Harmony to get her to fit, and then he put the bag into the freezer compartment of the refrigerator. It wouldn't be until the spring of 2020, between March and May, that Adam would rent a U-Haul to make an overnight trip to an unknown location to dispose of Harmony's remains. Kayla does not know where he dumped the body, that Adam said he didn't want her to know. But he left at midnight and returned five or six the next day. They would never speak of Harmony again. August 2022. The family's previous apartment was searched, with the assistance from a sewer plumbing team. And at one point, they're observed hauling a refrigerator out. New Hampshire Attorney General John Hormel held a press conference to provide an update on the case. As you'll recall, back in January, we announced that five-year-old Harmony likely disappeared sometime between November 28th and December 10th of 2019. In August of this year, after almost eight months of investigative work, undertaken by the Manchester Police Department, the Attorney General's Office, the U.S. Marshal Service, the FBI, and other law enforcement partners, we announced that we had concluded that five-year-old Harmony 
was murdered in Manchester in early December of 2019. This conclusion was based on multiple sources of investigative information, including biological evidence. Since August, the Manchester Police Department, the Attorney General's Office, and our other law enforcement partners have continued to investigate this case in an effort to seek answers and justice for Harmony. Today, we are announcing another major step in this investigation. Earlier this morning, Adam Montgomery was arrested for the murder of Harmony Montgomery in 2019 and other related charges. Specifically, Mr. Montgomery has been charged with the following four crimes. Second degree murder for recklessly causing the death of Harmony Montgomery, a person under 13 years of age, under circumstances manifesting an extreme indifference to the value of human life by repeatedly striking Harmony in the head with a closed fist in Manchester on or about December 7, 2019. Falsifying physical evidence for purposely altering, destroying, concealing, or removing the body of Harmony Montgomery with a purpose to impair its verity or availability in an official proceeding or investigation in Manchester between approximately December 7, 2019 and March 4, 2020. Abuse of corpse for purposely and, un and unlawfully removing, concealing, or destroying the corpse of Harmony Montgomery or any part thereof in Manchester between approximately December 7, 2019 and March 4, 2020. And tampering with witnesses or informants for purposely attempting to induce or otherwise cause Kayla Montgomery to testify or inform falsely in Manchester between approximately December 7th, 2019 and January 4th, 2022. Mr. Montgomery is expected to be arraigned on these charges in Hillsborough County Superior Court, Northern District in Manchester tomorrow, October 25th, 2022. While today's arrest is a major step in this investigation, there is much work to come. The charges and allegations against Adam Montgomery are merely accusations, and he is presumed innocent until proven guilty. That said, today I do want to again express my deepest sympathies to Harmony's family, friends, and loved ones. We understand that today's news, while significant for purposes of this investigation, is yet another difficult moment for those who loved Harmony and those who have followed this case. Our hearts go out especially to Harmony's family. My office will continue to provide whatever assistance we can through our Office of Victim Witness Assistance as they deal with these difficult moments. In a moment, I'm gonna turn it over to Manchester Police Chief Alan Aldenberg, but once again, before I do, I wanna extend my sincere thanks to the chief and the entire team at the Manchester Police Department for the time and dedication and professionalism that they've put into this case and their relentless pursuit for justice on behalf of Harmony and those who knew and loved her and they are unmatched in their tenacity and their professionalism. 
Every single one of you has been the voice of harmony and seeking justice for her. <clears throat> Said I wasn't going to do it. Has been your single motivation and number one priority for the past 10 months. I also want to thank your families who've also been had to endure the long hours, miss family events, and all the sadness that this investigation has brought. <clears throat> As I have before, I want to personally acknowledge Senior Assistant Attorney General Jesse O'Neill and Benigati. These two gentlemen are steady, professional, compassionate, and the ultimate pursuers of justice for harmony. I'm certain that the charges that we have brought forward today will garner additional discussion, speculation, and undoubtedly will elicit a wide range of emotions from the public. I ask that in memory of harmony, that we all make every effort to do something nice for a child today. I know of no other way. I know of no other way to respect and honor this innocent and defenseless child than to extend an act of kindness to another child in her memory. Just take a few moments out of your day to say something nice to a child. Give him or her a hug, some special words of encouragement. Give them an extra hug or just simply tell them that you love them and that you will always protect them. I want to emphasize that our work is not finished and that the gentleman with me today will not stop until this case has brought the appropriate resolution. As always, I encourage members of the public to continue to use the dedicated tip line should they have any information at all that would assist us in the investigation. Again, that dedicated tip line is 603 203 -6060. I'll say it again. That number is 603-203-6060, and that phone line is manned 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Again, thank you all for being here today. I will now hand it back to the Attorney General for some closing comments. General. Thank you, thank you Chief, and thank you again to you and, and your team for all of the work that you put into this case <clears throat> and for the work yet to come. We have a lot of work ahead, but we will continue our work to seek justice for Harmony and all those who loved her. October 2022, Adam's charges were upgraded and he was charged with second degree murder relating to his daughter's death, desecration of a corpse, destruction of evidence, witness tampering, as well as multiple unrelated gun charges. Investigators stating they found unspecified biological evidence that indicated Harmony had been murdered. I would assume that Adam didn't clean the refrigerator properly after he removed Harmony's remains. And possibly some other evidence was located in the loft where he allegedly kept Harmony for months in the duffel bag. In June 2023, Adam Montgomery was found guilty of the gun-related charges. And at the time of recording this episode, he awaits sentencing. He is scheduled to go to trial for Harmony's murder in November 2023. I will post all updates on this case in our Facebook group. Harmony, you will receive justice. It may have taken almost four years, but justice is coming, sweet girl. Now, because of the widespread media attention Harmony's disappearance and presumed murder has received, people want answers how this beautiful little girl could have been removed from the safety of foster care and placed with her father, who had a long violent criminal history and significant drug addiction. In May 2022, 
The Massachusetts Office of the Child Advocate released a report about the role of the Massachusetts Department of Child and Families, or DCF, in Harmony's life, and whether the DCF acted correctly in her case. The report concluded that the DCF had failed Harmony in so many ways, including its failure to assess Adam, Kayla and their home for suitability before placing Harmony in their care, that DCF had not followed its own policies. Because Harmony was in DCF care in Massachusetts and Adam lived in New Hampshire, this required both neighbouring agencies to work together and share information. And sharing information between agencies... Look, I don't know why it seems to be an issue case after case. Why is it so difficult to communicate with each other when we're talking about the safety and well-being of an actual human, an innocent child? But whereas New Hampshire DCYF should have conducted a home suitability study with Adam and Kayla before a judge granted him guardianship? For reasons unknown, it wasn't done. And instead of Massachusetts DCF highlighting this in their report for the judge, it was omitted. And then, Adam was granted guardianship of Harmony without any plan for ongoing support or monitoring. Nothing. Not even in the short term. This is true negligence here. But the criticism doesn't end there. What we know now, two years after Harmony was finally declared missing and endangered, is that New Hampshire DCYF received so many calls reporting that Harmony was being abused and they failed to follow up. They failed in their role to protect her as well. If you have your own thoughts and theories on the case we discussed today, or any case we talk about on Stolen Lives, please search Stolen Lives on Facebook, like the page so you don't miss an episode, and join the discussion group to talk about your thoughts and theories. You can also talk to us on Twitter, search lives underscore stolen, or on Instagram, Stolen Lives Podcast. If you like what you heard today, we would appreciate it if you share this episode on your social media of choice and subscribe and leave a positive review on your podcast app. Today's episode was researched and written by me, Ali. Hosting and production was also by me, Ali. Music is by Mayu. Mayu.